Hello and welcome to The Real Fun Podcast. My name is Darren McGee and I'm a freelance illustrator based in Ojai, California. Um, I assume you may know who I am or at least you know my work if you're listening to this podcast, um, but if by chance you happen to stumble upon this podcast organically, amazing, welcome. The concept of this show, it's an open discussion of various topics that are brought to me through listeners like you by going to anchor.fm slash realfunpod and hitting the message button. If it's something that I feel uh, is, you know, I'm, I'm worthy of discussing, then I'll do that here on the show. So um, we're going to jump right in with the first question from uh, a listener named Julia. Let's hear what Julia wants to know. Hit me, Julia. This is really, really cool, and I've never done this before. But anyways, so one of the things that I really admire about your work is that you don't shy away from the fact that you kind of never really planned on getting to the... You never really set out goals as to where you want to be, um, which is your current state. Uh, my question is, I would love to hear, I guess, like five things that you've learned when it comes to getting your work out there or even just as an artist in general. Cool. Thank you, Julia. Um, I really appreciate the question. And I think um, a good place to start before I get into the list of five things is to give a little backstory as to how I got to where I am now, which is still currently in the no plan plan phase of my plan. Um, so I can definitely attribute my no plan plan to um, to just fear. Let's start there. Or lack of clarity, maybe. Illustration has always played some part in my life and in part to the nature of it being such an accessible medium. You know, if you have a pen and a piece of paper, you're off to the races. So during the course of my life, uh, doing just various soul-sucking jobs, I always found myself gravitating towards illustration. I, I found it to be a great way to escape whatever shitty situation I, I might have found myself in. And as a person who had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, career-wise or otherwise, really, I found myself in a lot of shitty jobs throughout the course of my life. So on a fateful day in August 16th, 2015, I made a promise to myself that I would draw something every day in the midst of, of a really just super stressful, super draining, super shitty job. I just needed some level of commitment. Um, and it was a level of commitment that I'd never made before. It was something, you know, holding myself accountable to being creative on a regular basis. And like with any good practice, it's it's imperative that you hold yourself to some standard. So Early on in the start of all this, it, I had no real artistic voice. I wasn't saying much. You know, my work was irreverent and goofy, but it was just, it was more just about the practice and something that I became enmeshed in, in, in the love of creating something every day. So it was so beautiful to be able to start with a blank sheet of paper, a blank canvas, and end up with something that, you know, had never been created before. It still brings me joy to this day and keeping keeping the the uh, creative wheels sufficiently greased, I think, was something that was uh, part of the objective, getting laser focused on what it was that brought me joy in a singular way. Now, with that being said, I could have never dreamed that someday this would turn into a career, uh, which is where the no plan plan started. I've always struggled with uh, pretty serious self-doubt and lack of confidence in what I do. I can usually talk myself out of anything if it elicits even the tiniest bit of fear and doubt. But through that, and since I was only holding myself to the obligation of creating something every day, the pressure didn't really deter me. I love the process of discovering new techniques and methods for drawing by you know studying artists that I really like and seeing how they do what they do and trying to emulate it while maintaining a sense of originality. 
I was so engaged in the technique and the execution of it all that that was enough to just drive me to get better and better. From there, I started posting my work on Instagram. Before that, my feed was just pictures of my partner and our dog and various things that I thought were interesting. Overdoing it with the X-Pro2 filter, you know, man, we used to we used to think that made our photos look really cool, didn't we? Uh, it didn't. So once I started posting my work, I, I love the look of having a feed with just illustrations. Um, that was also a huge motivating factor to keep going. You know, validation from others is a fuel to an artist's fire. Knowing that something brings me joy is uh, that's it's also appreciated by others. It's it's a really incredible feeling, and it's a double-edged sword for sure. You know, because you start to quantify that against your creations, and you start to compare how many likes you're getting with other everyone else on the platform. You start to think that maybe it's not as good as you thought it was. It's a pretty tricky place to be. It's vitally important to keep everything in perspective, and I know how much easier that is said than done. Even after all the success and approval that I've achieved, I can't help but think that the engagement I receive still isn't enough. It's just, you know, seeking the approval of others very often can be a deep, dark, bottomless pit. It's just impossible to fill no matter what level you reach. So I believe at the core of, of any artistic endeavor, the, the motivation should always be whether or not the thing that you're doing brings you joy. That should I emphasize should be enough, but we're humans with egos. So yeah, it's easier said than done. Now, when I first started posting my work, I had no real expectations. I certainly didn't expect it to turn into a career, like I said, but uh, I wasn't holding myself to that high of a standard. I just, I really just wanted to create. That's really what kept me going in the beginning. I also credit my partner, Viana, who was hugely instrumental in encouraging me to just keep going and to really make something out of it. Viana has a level of drive that doesn't let the voice of self-opposition get in the way. So there's a great counterbalance of my own self-doubt being countered with that encouragement. Very shortly after I started posting my work, I was starting to see some opportunities come my way. It was really, it was really quite wild. People just sort of seeing that I draw and finding various needs and various things for me to do. I just really couldn't believe it. You know, custom illustration work coming my way so shortly after sharing my work is is just really phenomenal. I often quote the movie Field of Dreams, a movie with Kevin Costner about some apparitional um, baseball players. The line, if you build it, they will come. It's to me that really embodies uh, what it means to put yourself out there. And if you want people to see what you do, you need to build it. And it's a deeply vulnerable thing to do, but what you'll never know what will come of it until you do it. To me, that means you have to put yourself out there if you want people to see what you do. And that's what I did. Had I kept everything to myself, there would have been no opportunities coming my way. You know, I wouldn't just be a random person knocking at my door and saying, hey, will you draw this for me? You know. So in the course of all this, we had left where we were living in San Francisco in the search of a new home. And this was really very early on at the start of, of this uh, commitment I made to myself to start drawing. And so what little roots we had built, we had uprooted and we were nomadic for a while, which really was a blessing. You know, without the routine holding us back, I was able to pour even more effort into illustrating. And uh, with that, more opportunities started to come my way. Things I'd never done before, people were trusting me to do. There was a huge element of faking it, um, but I had proven that I had the chops and the ability to pull it off. And I'm extremely grateful to those who trusted me early on. Again, no plan, just taking things as they come. 
having no idea what my time or my skill set was worth, I deeply undervalued myself. And being new to this, I had no boundaries in place, so I would really take on any opportunity that came my way. I think as a novice freelance artist, that's something that you sort of are obliged to do. That included drawing pictures of people's dogs. Like I said, you know, it's an obligation. I was starting to dream a little bit bigger, and I thought I wanted to do something really big, not knowing that what I wanted to do was a mural. I just sort of put out an Instagram post saying, I want to draw something really big. <laughs> a friend of mine had just built a music studio that he had had a blank wall and he said I could come down and draw on it. So there it was, my first mural. After that, I could officially call myself a muralist. You know, I'm a huge proponent of speaking things into existence. If I had just kept that desire in my head, it's unlikely that that opportunity would have arisen. So little uh, side note, artistic advice all you aspiring muralists out there i would say make that offer to anybody with a blank wall you know if you see a blank wall in your town um, if you know of a blank wall at a coffee shop really just any blank wall is, a, is an opportunity for a mural so you know i would reach out to someone and pitch them on an idea uh, you can do a mock-up take a photo of the of the wall and, and do a mock-up that you can show them to really give them the sense and not not ask them to stretch uh, their imagination and really kind of just show them what you have in mind and, you know, you may need to do it for free when you get started, but once you get your first one under your belt, you have all the right in the world to call yourself a muralist and start charging for the next one. Um, so after a period of wandering around, just sort of like traveling nomads, we, we were uh, looking for a home and we eventually settled in where we still currently live now in the Sleepy Valley of Ojai, California. It's a it's a magical place that's really been home to some great artists and thinkers over the years. It's, it was a great spot to land at the time that we did because it allowed us to pare down our lives and really just leave behind the kind of chaotic life that we had in the Bay. You know, just, just to strip away all the superfluousness of big city living and to start moving at a pace that felt much more calming and conducive to the creative spirit, which it was, it was with that that I got really like an invigorated sense of purpose and validation that I was receiving from my work being able to be in a place that just feels centralized and so calm and simple that I felt like the new guy in town with a new identity and I could really shape that however I wanted. So I, I wanted to find a way to introduce myself to the town and let them know that I was an artist for hire and, and was willing to take on whatever opportunities were out there. So um, I had a, a stroke of some marketing genius that I still very much pat myself on the back to to this day. You know, I knew I knew I wanted to give away some art in some affordable way, and, and it struck me pretty quickly that people who live in Ojai, for the most part, absolutely love it. And there's countless amounts of tourists that come through every year, so there's just you know an energy that's just continually moving, and, and people who come here just really enjoy their experience here. So I thought an Ojai postcard would be a fantastic way to get my work into people's hands. So. I created one, spent a little bit of money to have them printed, and then I just emailed businesses around town that I thought would be a good fit, and I offered them to just have them sat at their cash register for people to grab, you know, free of charge. People asked me why I didn't just sell them for like a buck or something. I, I just felt like that changed the whole energy of the idea. You know, free is better. And to ask somebody to even just give you a dollar suddenly gives them a chance to reconsider if they if they even really want it in the first place. So. Now, this plan worked twofold. You know, people would take them, potentially take down my information that was written on the back, and then mail them to somebody else. So it worked twice. Uh, shortly after uh, setting them out at our favorite coffee shop in town, I would be, you know, standing. I'd be standing in line behind people, and I would see over their shoulder, looking at the postcard. They'd pick one up. 
sit down and write somebody a postcard. It's, you know, it's, it's an incredible feeling to, to just see somebody interact with your art in such a um, simple way. But, you know, just that the simplicity of it is part of its charm and its appeal to, to sort of harken back to, to a medium and to a, even just a, a form of communication that we, we so rarely do anymore. And so just that interactive experience with it really just kind of summed it all up as, as a really just a simple, easy marketing campaign. If you're an aspiring artist or aspiring photographer or whatever, aspiring to, to show the world what you do, feel free to just take that idea. You know, very quickly after that, I started to become known around town as the postcard guy, something that I'm still very proud of. You know, my work was preceding me and uh, I didn't even need to cold call people to convince them of what I was capable of. My work was getting out in front of me. People were seeing the work and then backtracking to find out who made it, reaching out. And inquiring about various jobs. And really from there, it's just, it's been, you know, it's been a, a few years now that I've been a full-time artist. It's still, it's still so surreal that this plan, no plan, plan panned out to a career as an artist. I honestly think had I maybe set out with more of a plan in place that uh, it wouldn't have ended up so spontaneous and free and, and allowed for for things to kind of just happen the way that they should have happened organically, that if I had set a plan in place, I maybe would have gotten, you know, sort of upset if I hadn't met certain goals or or just sort of, I don't know. It's like, it. That, that's just, I guess, the way I feel more comfortable operating is to just do things, lead from from a feeling of desire and a feeling of joy, which really at the core of all this is the joy of illustration was what was fueling me. And from there, opportunity came. You know, I never set out to be a career artist. It was, I just want to draw. I just want to be left alone. I just want to put my head down, create something and share it with the world. And really, I think having it as simple as that was the ignition to what is now an engine that I could have never expected to be rumbling every day, requiring so much of my time and thought and strategy and consideration and all of it. I mean, what comes from a career is, is it requires a part of you that you don't really know what it is until you're actually in it. So extremely grateful, so, so happy to be where I am and that within my story, you find something that you can apply to your life. I, I'm always hesitant to offer advice because I do feel so, you know, I'm not classically trained. I didn't go to college for any of this stuff. I just kind of have been figuring it out as I go along. And so I hesitate to give advice, but I think um, some sort of uh, advice can maybe be gleaned just from hearing what I dealt with and what I experienced. So uh, to get back to the second half of Julia's question, I'm going to replay that again because I know this was a very long-winded answer to uh, the question about the no plan plan. So hit me again, Julia. My question is, I would love to hear, I guess, like five things that you've learned when it comes to getting your work out there or even just as an artist in general. Great. 
five things. Now, let's see if I can get them. About getting my work out there, um, I'll just start with saying that, you know, you and your work are instantly vulnerable when you put it out into the world. You know, we have this amazing opportunity as a species to have the ability to create in so many different forms, but creation in and of itself is vulnerable. And even if you don't share it with the world, it's it's vulnerable. It's putting your putting your soul into a context that is digestible to other people. So, you know, taking that extra step to share it is a massive accomplishment in itself. It's like saying, you know, here I am, judge me. I've learned that I'm much braver than I originally gave myself credit for by being able to, to put out work on the daily and trust that I'm happy with this and, you know, hopefully it resonates with other people. I would say number two, the internet's a fucking mess. It's like, you know, a hundred lane superhighway with information being shot back and forth at just incomprehensibly fast rate. If, you're, if your work doesn't get noticed on the internet, it's not something you need to take personally. The odds of your work being noticed out there in the weird wide web are, are immensely small. So it's, it definitely behooves you to come up with other ways to get your work noticed. It just be done in a myriad of, of ways from contacting your local coffee shop. Can I just say, I, I, what is it about the fact that the way the universe pairs up situations with a dude recording a podcast and a dude mowing a lawn, they almost can't exist separate from each other this day and age. So um, bear with me if the audio is picking that up. I apologize. It's a Saturday afternoon. Perfect day to mow your lawn. Also, perfect day to record a podcast. So can't be mad at either one of us. Where was I? Yeah, finding different ways besides using the internet to get your work out there, you know, contacting your local coffee shop and see if, if they can hang some of your work up or transferring your work to something, like I said earlier, to a more approachable medium like a postcard and giving them away for free. You just really need to be clever to have your work noticed. It's like it requires an extra step of, of innovativeness. You know, it's I know it requires enough energy to just create art. And then you got to be the marketing department behind your own work. I know it's like, it's tough, but it requires just a, a level of creativity that is going to get your work to stand out. So be clever. Number three, you can't please everybody. That's something that I still struggle with immensely. Art is just, is by nature subjective and it's not going to be for everyone. Someone once told me a great quote that I still have to remind myself of from time to time that you might be the juiciest apple on the tree. Some people don't like apples. I mean, if you don't like apples. Phew. Number four, uh, in this age, this modern age where you know everybody has the opportunity to be an entrepreneur, it would be in your best interest to study all the facets of what it takes to be a successful business owner. I know that's like, to me, even just saying that, I, I got a little sick to my stomach. The idea of having to do, to, to expend any time that isn't being put towards my art is um, f time to me that feels wasted. And so I really have to, to stay focused and say like, all right, got to bear down and learn some things that are going to benefit my art career and benefit me as an entrepreneur um, that are just so boring, but are vitally important. So, you know, it's, it's uh, finding, I find the business side of this industry to be quite boring and not really of interest. And I recognize that as a weakness and I continually push into recognizing what I can do to become a better business person. 
really I know it's just it's the worst but it is a business at the end of the day you know your art is a product your art is something that holds value and you need to to prove that to people in various ways that are there are tried and true tested means of getting noticed um through marketing strategy and and whatnot um so you know that's definitely one of the more more boring ones but uh vital number five i would say this is definitely uh one of the key elements to my success is create just create something even if it's not every day um it's vitally important that you create you know I, i think um much to my credit i like i said i have a very accessible medium so it's something that i can do pretty much anywhere at this point um so you know if your your medium isn't as accessible i understand that you know you can only create with the time that you have but um like julia said in in my no plan plan that was all i wanted to do was was create and so that's how i got started i didn't consider anything further than that. So the idea of turning it into the job was just not on my mind at all. I just wanted to create. And um, I think, you know, you have to continue to do that to fan the flame because at the core of it, it's what fuels the fire, which will lead to be to it becoming something more. So just to, to really, at the start of it all, just create. And if it's not bringing you joy, it's not going to turn into anything bigger than that um, is really, I think, again, just the moral of all of this is we all want to make a living doing what we love. We all want to, you know, be successful with something that, you know, maybe isn't working for somebody else uh, or having just kind of a job that isn't providing you any real like spiritual or, or emotional um, benefit. Um, but we all have the opportunity to create in the time that we have between those jobs or between those things that you don't want to be doing. And so, I just really think I can't I can't stress the importance of of utilizing the benefit we have as human beings to create is something that to me is the greatest gift we have as as a species and to not use that is a disservice to not only yourself but you know the community at large so get out there and create do something fun just, you know, find a new medium, challenge yourself. It's going to be hard and, and, you know, a little frustrating at the start. Um, but I think, you know, you're, you have a better sense than you might think of something that's going to click and be like, I want to do more of this. Like, this is giving me something that, you know, I want to do all day, which is what got me started was it became an obsession and it still very much is, is that idea of like, oh God, I just want to, I just want to put lines and shapes together. It's like a, just a, such a feeling. It's just like elicits such a reaction. And, and I hope that you're able to find that in yourself. And to you, Julia, thank you so much for the question. I'm really grateful that it, it launched into me getting the chance to tell my story. I hope that you all got something out of this. And if you didn't, you know, what do you want from me? It's free. Please subscribe. I'm going to do all the cliche things that podcasters do now. Subscribe. I guess that's kind of it. Go to anchor.fm slash realfunpod. And there's a message button there. Please hit that and record a message. And like, let's keep this conversation going. Um, It's really like, you know, I'm so kind of, uh, I may be overcommitted with saying I'm going to start a podcast. And so I'm really actually counting on um, the help from the community to really just kind of 
keep the topics going. Um, I'm really an open book. I'm happy to discuss anything that you feel you want a little bit of armchair advice from. In particular, I am a huge proponent of psychedelics and how they benefit, uh, just benefit you in general. I mean, they can, it's, it's been an amazing experience that I've had with them and I would be happy to discuss whatever questions you have about that about being an artist, about being a father, about being a vulnerable human being who, you know, has suffered some traumas throughout life that inform a lot of my decision-making and fears and responses and a lot of things that I'm working through right now. I've been in therapy for a year and a half, uh, happy to discuss the level of vulnerability that that requires to admit that you need help. Really, like, uh, I'm here for you. Come, come. Bring me your questions and let's let's talk about let's let's get into life and and the complexity and the beauty of it all. So, thank you so very much for sticking around and listening to this episode of Real Fun Podcast. Uh, gotta be honest, I'm not really in love with that name, um, but shit, it is what it is now. Real Fun Podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Um, look forward to hearing from you, your questions at anchor.fm slash realfunpod. Hit the message button, leave a message. Thanks so much. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Bye.